In today's program, we continue our special series, Hearts and Minds Uplifted, a collection of short articles from the book of the same title. These stories by authors from all walks of life illustrate the tremendous personal growth that can be achieved by cultivating one's character through practicing Falun Gong. It was my heart and mind that needed to change by a student in the US. I am 17 years old and have been a practitioner of Falun Dafa for about six months. At the time just prior to my cultivation, things were not going very well in my life and I was both spiritually and mentally confused. Trying to fit into the ordinary way of life just didn't seem fulfilling and purposeful to me. I didn't know what to make of life and couldn't understand what I was to do with my life. Why was I here? What was the purpose of my existence? I had been brought up in a religion, but it never seemed to answer the questions I had, and I never seemed to fully connect with its teachings. I was very much lost, and I wished I had some practice to follow so I could find my way. It was then, like clockwork, that my brother sent me a copy of Juan Falun in the mail. At first, I didn't know what to make of it. Being brought up in a small town in the northeastern United States... I didn't know anything about cultivation practice and some of the words in the strange blue book, let alone the title, which I couldn't even pronounce. It was all very foreign to me. Nevertheless, I was deeply intrigued by it and could hardly put it down. The more I read, the more questions Master Lee answered, and the more my mind seemed to open up to the profound principles in the book. I could sense there was something very special, very powerful, and very profound about this book, and I felt I had found my way. Shortly after, I experienced my first tribulation, although I didn't fully understand it at the time. I was going to a planetarium to see a laser light show with three of my friends. On the way there, I missed the exit to get onto the interstate from the highway, and as a result, increased my travel time by about 20 minutes. In order to cope with this setback, I began to speed to try and make up for the lost time. When I got pulled over by a police officer, I got a speeding ticket, and on top of that, lost my license for two months. When we got to the planetarium, it was too late and we missed the show. On the way back home while driving on the interstate, I began to feel the car die. It turned out that the car had run out of gas, even though the gas needle registered at over a quarter of a tank. I had to call my parents on a cell phone, and my dad had to come with some gas. Normally, because of my temper, I would have gotten into an argument with him, but because of what I had learned from Juan Falun, I was able to remain calm. After that night, I continued to read Juan Falun. I finished reading the book in a couple of weeks, and after talking with my brother, began reading it again. Even without having a very good understanding of the Fa, and without knowing anything about the five sets of exercises, I knew in my heart that I wanted to be a practitioner of Falun Dafa and wanted to practice cultivation. I wanted to assimilate to the characteristic of the universe, Jen Shan Ren, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and return to my original true self. In essence, the wish I had made had been granted, and I now had my way to follow. When I first began my cultivation, I was very excited and very happy. 
My brother gave me the videotape of the five sets of exercises and I seemed to pick them up rather quickly. Although I couldn't sit in the full lotus position and couldn't hold the fallen standing stance exercise for very long, I felt very content with myself during the practice. But because of my superficial understanding of the far, the things I began to give up and change about myself were all superficial as well. I understood attachments only as material things and understood cultivating character as having to do only with moral values. In addition, I wasn't using the far to measure myself with. With this poor understanding, I began to improve myself only on the surface. Of course, this needed to occur in order for me to become a good person, which is the first step towards becoming a practitioner. But as time passed, I didn't seem to be making much progress. I read the book more and it became evident to me that what I was doing was not true cultivation. Although I felt very good about myself and my practice, I was not truly giving up my deep-down attachments, the root causes for all of my problems. Because of this, my mind became foggy and my thoughts unclear. In Zhuan Falun, Master Li says, quote, Whenever there is interference of one kind or another in Qigong practice, you should look for reasons within yourself and determine what you still have not let go. Unquote. I realized from this that I would have to give up much more than just the superficial things if I wanted to be a true practitioner and truly advance. It wasn't just my actions and habits that needed to be changed and or given up. It was what was inside my heart and my mind that needed to change. Without doing so, my character would not be able to upgrade and my cultivation would be in vain. The time between then and now has been like a roller coaster ride. I would make progress, then fall back down and make progress again and fall again. But because of those ups and downs, I have been able to learn a lot. In fact, this is just the cultivation process. For instance, in the beginning of my cultivation, every time I would understand something new in Juan Falun or my exercise time would increase, I would become excited and think, wow, I'm making good progress or wow, I'm doing really great. I would then, without realizing it, become complacent and as a result would fall back down. For quite a while this was happening, then I realized that it was just because of my attachment of complacency that I would fall back down after making a little progress. Once I gave up this attachment, I found that after making a little progress, I was able to keep making more progress. Sometimes though, I feel myself getting lazy, so I try to read the book every day and practice when I can. Now, when my practice time increases, I think to myself, I should endure longer next time. Recently, I went through a tough ordeal in my cultivation. Over the course of several days, my mind became more and more unclear, and the warm feeling inside of me disappeared. I even began to doubt whether or not I was able to cultivate. I didn't know why this was happening, but after reading a passage from Falun Dafa, Essentials for Further Advancement, I found my answer. Master Lee said in the article, Non-Omission in Buddha Nature, quote, I also want to tell you that your nature in the past was actually based on egotism and selfishness. From now on, whatever you do, you should consider others first so as to attain the righteous enlightenment of selflessness and altruism, unquote. Shortly after reading this, I realized that my thoughts over the past few weeks had become increasingly self-centered, I was only thinking about things relating to myself and not thinking of others 
and my problems increased the more this happened. I would then begin to worry about it more and more, and in an effort to try and find out what the problem was, would become even more engrossed with myself, instead of paying attention to cultivating my character. In fact, it was the attachment of selfishness that was the problem. Once I realised this, a week of troubles disappeared in a second, and it was as if I could feel compassion bloom inside of me. After that, I didn't have a single selfish thought about myself and could only think of others. It was a very good feeling. I can now sit in the full lotus position and my practice is much more solid. When I am practicing the sitting meditation, I feel a warm current flow over my entire body and my skin usually gets warm and red. At school, I find myself very content. I just sit there quietly while the people around compete and fight for their own interests. I sit there with a peaceful mind, but also become very sad while watching them because of what they are doing. I used to be just like them, and sometimes I want to jump up and tell them what they are doing is wrong, that there is so much more to everything than what they think. But because I am a practitioner, I know it is not my place to get involved in their troubles. I think the desire to get involved is actually tied in with the attachment of showing off. I know feeling compassion brings about such a sadness for people, but feeling compassion does not mean that I should get involved in their business. If I really want to help them, I should tell them about Juan Falun. Recently, quite a few people at my school have become interested in learning about Falun Dafa. I have given away several books. I think it is really great that they are interested in it, and I smile from ear to ear when I think about the benefits they will get from it. To promote Falun Dafa is just such a good thing, and I think I need to take a step up in this aspect. In the time to come, I am going to try and get a reading group and practice site started, and try to get Juan Falun into bookstores in my area. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed and feel that the cultivation ahead of me is just too difficult and complicated. I try and shut these thoughts out of my mind as soon as they crop up, because I know that they are just my attachments and karma interfering with me. They don't want to be eliminated, so they resist against my cultivation. I must be firm in mind and determined to make it and let my cultivation side prevail over my uncultivated side, as well as accept hardships to eliminate my karma. The more I do this, the less difficult my cultivation will be. When encountering a problem, I must remember that overcoming it is truly not that difficult, and it's just the false ideas and notions that I have previously formed that make it seem that way. If I can ignore these illusions and look at the problems with my cultivated side, then it will be no problem to overcome them, whatever they are, and I will be able to get that much closer to my original true self. After all, Master Lee said in Juan Falun, quote, After passing the shady willow trees, there will be bright flowers and another village ahead, unquote. I also must take bigger steps in improving my character and evaluate my every thought and action with the far. Teacher, I want to learn Falun Gong. A disobedient boy is transformed by Falun Dafa, by a teacher in mainland China. I am a primary school teacher who has practiced Falun Dafa for over four years. I work as the head teacher of a class. 
In my class, there was a boy from a rural area who was notorious in the school for making trouble. He was enrolled late in my class in the third grade. He didn't understand anything, nor did he listen to the teachers in class. He couldn't write a word, nor could he solve a problem. It seemed that he didn't have a sense of how to study at all. On his final exams, he got six points in math and eleven in Chinese language, out of one hundred each. Almost every day, he would make some trouble, big or little, without a break. He caused the most difficulties for the teachers and also was a big headache for me. I patiently counseled him several times to behave himself, and his father also tried both hard and soft tactics at home with him, but none of these methods produced any results. During the Spring Festival of 2001, the staged self-immolation incident occurred in Tiananmen Square under a scheme by Jiang Zemin and the Chinese Communist Party to frame Falun Gong. After the incident, I often thought of letting my students know the truth, but I could not speak out, even when the words were on the tip of my tongue. I worried that the students in the country were unsophisticated and it was likely to get me into trouble if I spoke out. So I did not tell my students about the truth of the incident. Later on, I felt that as a cultivator, clarifying the truth to people is to help them to establish the right understanding of Dafa. Everyone has the right to know the truth, including every innocent child. They should not have to live in lies and deception. So one day I explained the truth about Falun Gong to my students. At that time, both my mind and tone were very calm, without any worries. After I finished talking, a student in the last row of the classroom raised his hand and shouted loudly, Teacher, I want to learn Falun Gong. I looked around and found surprisingly that it was that troublemaker. At that time, I thought he was making mischief and said right away, You sit down first. Wait until afterward. I did not take it seriously since I thought it was impossible for him to truly want to learn, so I kind of forgot about the matter. Soon it was April 10th. The last class in the morning is my morality class. At the end of the text, there was an essay slandering Falindafa. I thought, I can't allow such an abominable article to poison the pure hearts of the children. So I told some true stories to the class about Falun Gong teaching people to be good and the great deeds of Dafa practitioners who hold firmly to the truth in the face of vicious persecution. After I completed the talk, this student again put up his little hand and shouted loudly, Teacher, I want to learn Falun Gong. Please teach me. I saw his sincerity and promised him I would. Section 1 in the afternoon was my math class. No sooner did I finish explaining one example than this student raised his hand, saying that he could do it. At that time, I did not believe him at first because he never listened to teachers in his classes, nor was he able to solve any problems. I let him go to the blackboard and work on the problem. Surprisingly, he did it correctly. I asked him to do another one, and again he did it right. Other students were very surprised. I thought at the moment that although I did not talk much, the boy had already been affected by the righteous power of Dafa that lifts people upward. He wanted to be good himself. 
This is something that cannot be achieved by an external force. I was very excited. The mighty power of Dafa had already transformed him. On the same afternoon after school, he found me in my office and asked me, Teacher, is there any book for learning Falun Gong? I said, Yes, but you can't read it yet. He insisted on reading it and wanted to know if he could read it through. He opened the book and saw Lun Yu, the preface to Zhuan Falun. Unexpectedly, he read through it and only failed to recognize a few characters. He really began to study from then on. He listened to teachers attentively in class and also started to do homework. Once the Chinese language teacher talked to me, surprised. What happened to this boy? He began to study. He took a Chinese language test and surprisingly, he correctly answered many of the questions. He seems to be a different person. He is also obedient and no longer makes trouble every day. Just like that, the little boy started on his cultivation path of returning to his original true self. And from this, I understood that by truly using reason, wisdom, and a benevolent heart to tell people about Falun Dafa and doing things without pursuit, one will naturally do well. Growing with the Fa by a practitioner in Ireland. Women of all ages have a reputation for often looking in the mirror to see how they look, if their hair is right or if their clothes are right. Men do this too, but seldom admit to it. How we think and feel about others does not show in the mirror. Neither does it show if we are good or bad. It only reflects what we look like on the surface and how we appear to others. Since becoming a Falun Gong practitioner, I have learned to look inward. The Fa is a great mirror for showing how I look on the inside. I can't hide any attachments, faults, anger, jealousy, unkindness, or lack of compassion from the Fa. If I haven't taken the trouble to be nice to someone, just because I feel a bit tired, the Fa lets me know. If at any time I don't think or act as a cultivator, the Fa lets me know. The Fa has become the guiding force for who I am, and I feel that I am surrounded by it. If I have a thought to take a day off of work because I feel tired, I remember Master Lee's words saying that we must do everything well. However, this mirror works both ways. It also shows me how I have improved my character, my way of thinking, my attitude towards others, and my way of looking at life. The Fa is a divine light, which clearly shows me how to apply Dafa principles in my heart thoughts, and deeds. However, it can only work if I open myself to it and not get lost in the midst of mundane issues. Before I knew about Falun Dafa, my life was much different. I worked hard 
and was very ambitious to be successful. I measured success by how intelligent a person was, how good a job they had, and how they worked or how well-educated they were. I admired smart people and wished that I could be smarter. I felt that this was what people needed to be in order to be good parents and in order to set an example for their children. I was quite judgmental about those who didn't work or didn't educate their children properly. I had come from a poor background and didn't get to go to college. So, over the years, I educated myself by attending courses, studying for diplomas and such, until I came to realize that this just made me a more informed person, but not necessarily a better person. There was always something missing, but I didn't know what it was. I studied several religions and even took study lessons with these religious groups. I needed something to believe in, but I wasn't aware of it all the time. While shopping in Dravda with my husband a little over two years ago, we saw a group of young Chinese people collecting signatures for Falun Dafa. We read the posters about the persecution and signed the petition. We also brought home some leaflets. I was very impressed with the peacefulness of these young people some of whom were sitting in meditation. It was very beautiful. My husband searched the internet for more information about Falun Dafa. I thought it was just another type of exercise group, so I didn't pay much attention. My husband downloaded the exercises and started to practice. I still didn't pay much attention, as he always had been interested in physical exercise. When the time spent exercising increased from one to two hours each night, I began to feel a bit resentful and ended up having a row with him. Then he asked me to try exercising with him, saying it would be good for my health. I had chronic asthma and was on medication most of the time. I also had been in the hospital three times over a period of 18 months. My lung had collapsed. I could hardly breathe and was eventually sent home with strict orders to use a nebulizer machine and to take steroids. I began to practice the five exercises and each time after the second exercise, holding the wheel, I was able to breathe easily for the first time in years. All my muscles relaxed, and I felt able to take deep breaths without coughing all the time. When I was given Master Li's book, Juan Falun, it took me six weeks to read the first chapter, because I didn't read it diligently. When I got to the second chapter, I felt as though I couldn't read it enough. I knew that this was what had been missing in my life. The exercises now had meaning, and I had no doubts about Master Lee's teachings. I did have a problem understanding some of the fa, but I knew from speaking to other practitioners that if I continued to read and study, I would eventually understand. From Chuan Falun, I understood that if I cultivated diligently 
and began to elevate my character, I could become a Falandafa practitioner. Each chapter opened new insights for me, and I was determined to be a good practitioner and cultivator. I started to go with some practitioners to where a class was being held. It was here that I gained enough confidence to practice the exercises in front of others. I still was worried about looking foolish if I did the exercise incorrectly. I was impressed by the kindness of the practitioners in the way they corrected my posture or my movements. I learned how to do the five exercises properly. They are very graceful, but very powerful and effective. One day I was doing some housework and I went into my bedroom. This was the day that I realized that I no longer needed all the medication I was taking. I got a large box and threw out all of my medication, including the nebulizer machine. I had been practicing for about three months at this time, and since then have never needed any medicine, a doctor, or a hospital. My health has greatly improved. I then started to go to the group practice at Dublin City University every Sunday. There was a beautiful feeling within the group. Each time I felt energized and determined to cultivate well. I have been a practitioner for just two years now. In that time, my life has changed dramatically. My fundamental thinking has changed. I now teach the classes in Trinity College in Dublin every Tuesday and Thursday night with the help of other practitioners. I have traveled to other parts of Ireland to introduce DAFA to others and handed out leaflets so as to give people the opportunity to know about Fallen DAFA. For the first time in my life, there is a sense of belonging and knowing my way home. The road is long, but only as difficult as I make it. Master Lee has shown me the way. And now it's up to me. Thank you for listening to Hearts and Minds Uplifted, a special series brought to you by Minghui Radio. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.